Uh, everyone got their boners in hand? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you bet. That's why I'm only uh, shooting from the shoulders up. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we have a geeky boners episode. We're all talking about stuff that's new and exciting for us, including some stuff at Disney and a new TV series. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hey, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. It's me, Molly Glover. And Tim Wick. Hello, I am not Molly Glover. I am Tim Wick. True, and I'm not Tim Wick. I'm Molly Glover. Yeah. And and hang on, I'm just gonna hit a random button on the soundboard. Let's see. Nope, that's there we go. That's the boner sound. It's time for it's it's time for a geeky boners episode. Your boner sound. My boner sounds amazing. My boner sounds like oh no. Yeah, Yeah, the funny thing is you're pressing these buttons on your thing and it's barely coming through. So nobody has any idea. Uh, All the better. All the better. (laughs) Uh, For if you're a new listener and you you don't know, uh, you're unfamiliar with the Geeky Boner episode. First, I apologize. Second, uh, Geeky Boner episode is where we kind of talk about. uh, Each of us brings up the the things that are kind of turning our crank right now. What is it that we're uh, doing, watching, playing, creating—that's geeky. That's got us uh, excited this week, and we'll we'll just kind of gush about it a little bit. So, um, Tim, yeah, what is what is the state of your <laughs> geeky <laughs> erection? State of my erection. Uh, I just got back from uh, Disney World, where uh, we go every year. So it may seem strange that I've got a Disney World-related boner. However. A uh, couple of new things that happened while I was there that were very exciting. The new Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind roller coaster is open, and it is fucking amazing. An absolutely uh, spectacular roller coaster. It's like if you took a great... In in Disney ride terminology, for anybody here who's been to Disney, uh, if you haven't, you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but if you took... Uh, the Everest roller coaster, and you combined it with Pirates of the Caribbean uh, and Space Mountain. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. So it's a roller coaster in the dark that tells a story while you're on the coaster. Um, oh, wow. The indiv- animatronics, right? They're like similar they're- to like the Star Wars Rise of the rebellion and all that there's like some animatronic storytelling there aren't actually any animatronics it's all projection um and some some uh some large-scale pieces but not any figures uh but the thing that but it is a story and the thing that they do that is really really fucking cool is uh you're in a you're in like a train type of roller coaster train with individual compartments each that hold four people but each one Mm -hmm. of those compartments can turn Uh, It's not like it spins. It rotates to point you at different parts of the ride at different times. So you're looking at different sections to see uh, parts of the story as you're going through this ride. Um, All the while being on a roller coaster, 
all the while with rock music playing because it's Guardians of the Galaxy. And there are six different songs that can play while you're on the ride. And, oh, sure. Uh, like the Aerosmith one has the different songs you can get depending. Yeah. Right. But the songs actually change the experience. It's, it's mm, weird. What? It's weird. But the, the song that you're listening to really changes the experience, even though the story itself stays the same. Uh, and it, it's, a uh, it is a, just as good as I thought the ride was going to be. It's better. Uh, wow. That's and, at Epcot, right? That is at Epcot. So they mentioned the Big Bang, and that's how they made it educational. Uh, <laughs> they're in space. Yeah. Uh, Epcot. Yeah, they're in that's space. So Epcot. It's stupid. <laughs> it's the I mean, future. I mean, I realize that it is well, about space, as yeah. it were, and not, you know, space. But like, uh, what, uh, um, so, so what, it replaced what? It what replaced it replace? Ellen's Energy Adventure. Which replaced the universe of energy, which is basically Ellen's Energy Adventure. They took the universe of energy, which was a presented by Exxon. So it was a film about how uh, Exxon does a great job producing energy. Um, mm-hmm. And yep. then, uh, then it changed into a film that was about how Ex- Exxon does a great job creating energy, as explained to Ellen. And then after the film, you would go through this this uh, ancient world, and there would be these huge animatronic di- dinosaurs, and then. When they added Ellen to the Ellen's Energy Adventure, the they transported Ellen back in time. So it was a bunch of animatronic dinosaurs that were terrorizing an animatronic Ellen DeGeneres. Um, that's not the. That's is that. Isn't there another one with with dinosaurs where you're yes. going where you go through the dinosaur area and then things get crazy and you're on a, like a safari to escape them yes, or whatever. That is that is dinosaur. At, okay. At Disney. So, terrible ride. I don't. It's I think I. Re- I think ride. my brother and I went on the Exxon Energy Adventure with the dinosaurs, and and it made us so sad because it was like, isn't that what the fuels made of? Yes. <laughs> like, well, that's what that. That's what the whole thing is. You know. <laughs> yeah. Now we're so going to take felt- you back in time to see these dinosaurs that are going to die and give us oil. Mm, um, I love my car. <laughs> yeah. Tyrannosaurus. So now it's uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Cosmic Rewind. Um, and seriously, uh, it is there only right now. There are only two ways to get on the ride. One is a virtual queue. You have to at seven in the morning, go in and, and click on it. And if you get in, then they will give you a return time at some point during the day. Like Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. yeah. Where you go and then stand in a one hour line. Yep. Um, yep. Or, like the <laughs> or, or you can purchase a lightning lightning lane, which also sells out very quickly. But uh, then you can stand in a very short line and and get on the ride very quickly, but it costs like fifteen dollars a person. Uh, you can only wow. buy- yeah. the audacity yeah. of that. They got rid of fifteen dollars. They got rid of fast pass, right? And it's yeah, the, fast this, pass this, is gone. This, so this, Lightning yeah. Lane is the only. You can either get in the virtual queue or Lightning Lane. If you get in the virtual queue, that's free. Lightning Lane, you pay, but that's the only way you can ride the roller coaster twice. We would re- rode the roller coaster twice every day we were at Epcot. Is every wow? Is every ride fifteen dollars, or no. is it certain rides no, it's or more? Typically, uh, only one ride per park has the premium Lightning Lane. So at Hollywood, it's not Studios, even like every ride has it. Like no. you can't even like necessarily do it for. Okay, wow. okay. So actually, there are two things. There's Genie Plus. What Genie Plus is is sort of like a pay fast pass system. So you pay fifteen dollars a day, and you can 
get into a lightning lane for a certain ride. And then as soon as you go through the lightning lane, you can get in, get, you can get into a lightning lane for a different ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some parks, this is great. For parks like Epcot, where there aren't that many rides, it's dumb. Yeah. Um, but like for Hollywood Studios, where there's a ton of premium, high-traffic rides, it makes a lot of sense because you can get on almost all of them without standing in a one-hour line or two-hour sure. line when it's really busy. Um, and then each park has a single ride that is basically the most popular ride in the park where they have a lightning lane that you pay you can pay to get into that lane. So right now it's Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. It's Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios. It's uh, Flights of Passage at Animal Kingdom. And it's the Snow White Mine Train at uh, Magic Kingdom. Really? Um, the Snow White Mine Train? Yeah. Uh, because okay. that one has, it's a slow loader. It's a regularly got a two hour wait. So yeah. you can pay to bypass that line. Sure, um, sure. And so right now, the the only way you can go on Cosmic Rewind twice a, twice in a day, you can't get into a line. If you get into the virtual queue, you can go once, even though they reopen the virtual queue at one o'clock. And so you could theoretically get a second. No, you can only go so do you on have to, once. You have to get into the virtual queue and pay for the lightning to do the lightning To do thing. it twice. Mm. No, you I can see. do you can do just the virtual queue if you want. Or you could do I just see. the lightning lane if you want. I see. Okay. But if if I you want to ride it twice in a day, that's the only way to do it. I see. Um, You're not paying $15 twice a day every person right. every day. Okay. It is Was your that... choice. It is your choice to pay the sure. money. Um was there an, uh, isn't there a newer, uh, what is it? Tron light cycles. The is Tron, the Tron light cycles are currently in testing. They're going to open in April. Pat and mm-hmm. I actually are going back for our anniversary in May. So we can, so almost exclusively so we can ride that coaster. Uh, so we'll see how that goes because it's also going to be a virtual queue and it opens up at seven. And if you don't click on it at seven on the dot, you will not get a, spot um yeah and even then it comes down to luck uh so anyway that was one boner but the other part of the boner is uh we went to Savi's workshop me and our our companions to build a lightsaber again uh i after building my lightsaber went before i built the lightsaber the first time i went to Savi's workshop i was like i'm never gonna want to do this again and i really did want to do this again because it was cool um, but also they come, they came up with, they, they came up with new junk pieces for all the, all yeah, the lightsaber builds. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the exception of the elemental nature one, which is still coming. It just, they didn't have it yet. Yeah. It's in, it's in Batu West. Yeah. They have them in, uh, in, uh, Disneyland. I've so, seen them. So I was going to build the elemental nature saber. And then um, the protection and defense saber, which I'd already built, came out with new pieces. And the new pieces are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I nearly went ahead and built another protection and defense. But I decided to build the elemental nature. And the reason I did that, and this is where it gets super nerdy. That's why it's a geeky boner. Is because the in one of the shops in Batu, they sell... uh, animals like star wars animals like uh, yeah yeah you know, yep. they have they Crap. have like porg puppets and stuff like that yep. and we all know that i get into porgs a lot and one of the things that they have is they've now they're selling lightsaber caps of various star wars creatures like a, a pommel hilt pot like, like a pommel cap like, like the pommel cap oh sure so yeah. they have a porg pommel cap 
that I got and that is going on my elemental nature because it's clearly carved out of a piece of wood or it's, yeah, it looks that's like awesome. it's carved yeah, out of a piece the, of wood. All the animal caps look like they're like carved wood or stone or or like something or like crystal. that. Like all, one of them, one of them, yeah. I believe, is the crystal foxes. No, yeah, from yep. Uh, from crate, and so it looks. You know, it's 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 made out of resin, but it looks like it's it's crystal, um, and it looks really cool. Um, so I just figured that 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 fit with the elemental nature saber. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. And I the, built uh, it, and that was exciting. The the new sets I've been I uh, I'm follow a Facebook group that posts Sa- Savvy's sabers stuff, and uh, the a lot of the new sets have specifically the emitter piece yeah. are, are very cool. They're playing with some uh, some blank space, and they have gaps in a lot of them. I think uh, is it the protection one that has like one that looks like a heat shield with holes in it. That's been like welded on in the top and uh, the power and control bits look kind of Kylo Rennie. Like some yeah. of them have like wires on the outside of the cylinders and they're, you know, more black than traditional like gun uh, gray and, and black and red. Yeah. And those and- power and control ones, they have this one scrap cylinder that has like knurling, like, like it looks like someone went through in like a like a like an Olympic gym bar. Oh, they look so great. <laughs> they do. Yeah, friend of the show Adam Treese made uh, a protection and def- a protection and defense saber. It is it is beautiful, and the the, the emitters. It's got this. Uh, it's hard to explain this. You know, ring that looks like it's it's suspended. Um, yeah. So anyway, it, it it's uh. It's it's just really really cool. I mean, I can't get enough of Galaxy's Edge anyway. Um, yeah. And uh, the going back and building the lightsabers again. It's it's just a it's a really cool experience. It's it's ridiculously expensive, but it is a really nice piece of equipment you get when you come out. So um, I don't I don't I'm not going to say I feel ripped off with the lightsabers that I get out of there. It's not, it's certainly not something I'm going to build every time I go to Disney world. Uh, but I probably will build well, another one. That'd be one. like five a year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I probably will build another, another one someday because it's just a cool experience and they are nice, 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 uh, lightsabers. They, they yeah. feel they got a good weight to them. They look really cool. They, it looks like there's thought put into these individual things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as you're building them, they've got like an expert who's coming around and I'm building, I'm building my element in nature. And she's like, Oh, this, the, you know, this part here comes from the bark of, of this tree, which, which is, which this race believes, um, uh, believes something. I don't remember. It was really cool when she said, it, <laughs> but you know, it was like every, every one of these pieces there's thought to and there's a story to, and there's actually people going around telling you the stories if you want to listen to them. So, uh, cool. Yeah, my experience. favorite part of about two is just how immersive it was to be mm-hmm. honest and how like everybody yeah. there was willing to talk to you about like it was real, you know, yeah. it was very, very cool. Well, um, that's a nice, that's a nice boner, Tim. It's, it's, uh, I like the way it's, um, bright, green i like the poured cap on the end yeah yeah of your boner um hey molly yeah what uh why don't you tell us about your boner so i uh 
made a resolution this year that uh, I was actually going to read less. Uh, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, I've read... I read over 400 books in the 2020 through 2022. So I needed uh, a break both to let books get written and also just to sort of like, maybe like enjoy some other things that I like. And I really like video games. So I uh, made a, I made a promise to myself that this year I was going to focus more on video games and I'll still read. Obviously I'm I'm still reading, but uh, mostly I'm trying to focus on playing lots of video games. And I played, um, a couple of really silly and fun ones, but uh, I got finally got into uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is the ancient Egypt uh, Assassin's Creed and is purportedly the first uh, guy to ever be the assassin in the Brotherhood of Assassins. It predates the Brotherhood. Uh, so what's what's super exciting about it is I love Assassin's Creed. And uh, it's one of my favorite franchises, but it is also I've only ever like played one all the way through story wise, and that's uh, Assassin's Creed 2. I've played almost every other version of it for at least like, you know, like probably like 15, 16 hours of gameplay or just either it gets hard or I get bored or I find something else. You know, it's just how it goes. I'm not a completionist. Uh, so I'm really excited to get around to this because I'm kind of like remembering how much I love playing Assassin's Creed games. I haven't played one since I played um, the Greek one, Odyssey, which was a while ago. Uh, and I and I played that when it first came out and then I just stopped. And so it's, I'm, I love uh, the doing things stealthily. I really love doing stealth missions. I, I love that you can play it on easy uh, because I, I usually play it on normal, but I decided to play it on easy this time because I'm not super combat I'm just not into it. I love the, it's not that I don't like the violence. I love the violence. Uh, I don't like losing and I'm not good at combat. I'm very good at slashing my sword a lot. Like, (laughs) and I'm pretty good at remembering to block and dodge. And every now and then I'll notice that like Nick will be like, Hey, for like the last 10 seconds, your combo thing has been flashing. You can do your combo. I'm like, Oh shit. And so like, I'm getting better at it though, the more I play and, and the stealth stuff is so fun. And I'm finally at a level after playing it. I probably played about seven hours now. And I finally got to a point where I have like smoke bombs and, uh, the, the, uh, poison, the darts that the sleep darts and the, uh, uh, there's this thing you can use to, uh, poison a corpse so that, you leave it so you can because you can pick up dead bodies and move them. I don't know if I'm just in case you guys don't know Assassin's Creed. You can pick up dead bodies and move them and hide them. And then if other guards come around, if they see a blood stain, they may not think anything's weird. But if they see a corpse, they definitely know that something's up and they get on their alert. And then you're it's harder to be stealthy. So if you hide corpses, it's better for you to hide your tracks. However, you can leave a corpse prominently and poison it and then go hide. And then when the guys come and they're like, what a corpse. And they go to investigate it. The corpse basically goes poof and like poison just fucking comes up out of it and poisons them for caring about their fellow person. And uh, then they die horribly Ah, screaming and clawing at their throats. And it's really dramatic. Uh, And, and uh, it's, it's just, it's very fun. I love sneaking around and doing stuff. I like the, uh, the controls work for me. A lot of game controls, I can get a little motion sick on really easily, but I don't get motion sick when I play Assassin's Creed at all, which is surprising. Uh, and just uh, the in this, I mean, I realize the game is older. I think it came out in 2018. 
Oh, something like that. So, I mean, it's older in terms of technology, but they've always looked a little like the people 2017, the people look a little off. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like the mouth movements and their faces. And I mean, they're good renders, but they clearly think they look very realistic and they don't, they move (laughs) through, they move through each other. They, but you can just watch if you like, like sometimes they they'll bump into each other. Like the NPCs will bump into each other. And then they're like, what? like as they look at each other and then and it's just stupid little moments like that that are pointless the things i don't like in this particular one is there seems to be maybe eight phrases that they figured out how to say and what i'm assuming is some form of ancient egyptian that would be spoken uh and sumerian i don't know and uh they are so repetitive <laughs> that it's like you hear the same eight things every 45 seconds while you're walking around a busy area. So it's just so it's it's supposed to sound like market chatter. But if you have any kind of pattern recognition problem like I do, I recognize it every time. And I'm like, oh, my God, if that guy says that one more fucking time, it's, I'm going to murder civilians and then I'm going to get in trouble. It's the there's the one that people that sounds like he's saying this guy's such an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) That one, like the second I heard it for the first time when you started playing this game, I had like a flashback to when I was playing this game and I was instantly like annoyed at the full level I was when I was playing the game because it just had been etched in. Can you from not, back can then. you not turn off the background chatter? Is there, no, uh, you can't, I, I, you can turn it down Yeah, and then put the subtitles on and the subtitles will only come up when you're hearing dialogue that you're meant to as part of a quest or something right. that matters, but it kind of takes me out of it. So like, yeah. I want to be able to hear stuff that's part of, cause you can hear like a guard being like, and they won't they won't caption it, but you can hear a guard be like, "Trouble brewing, everyone be on on your guard," because most of the time they speak in English, and so you're like, "Oh, okay, okay." And they do they do they they sense that someone's around, but they don't, they don't they're not looking for me yet, you know. So because the the graphics change depending on if they're looking for you mm. or if they see or if they've literally seen you or if they're just on alert or if they're dumb as rocks and have no idea and you're going to murder them while they sleep in their tents. That's the, uh, I will say the, uh, the NPC <laughs> chatter in uh, Assassin's Creed origins is well, well in any Assassin's Creed game, none of it will ever, ever compare to he must be late. And, and she, she must, must be beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> in Assassin's Creed two, you're in Italy and everyone's like, like, like you'll, you'll jump off a two story building into a crowd of people and someone will go, well, that's one way to get around. <laughs> it's just like, what? Or like, if you're running, yeah, I'd be like, he must be late and she must be beautiful. Or like, it'll be like, I never asked you for nothing. Like, what? No one's even talking to you. Like, just all kinds yeah. of weird little, yeah. It's super fun. But it's just, it's fun to rediscover the franchise. It's fun to, uh, because I'm, uh, reading books for me was a very completionist task. It, it, it had a goal. It had a, a a number. I was I needed to I needed to finish the book for it to count. So like if I wasn't enjoying it, I wouldn't I would just give up to move on to the next one so I could hit my target. Um, with video games, I'm taking a different approach where it's just like I'm just gonna play whatever I want, especially if it's free. I'm gonna play whatever I want and have a good time. Um, and I'm only gonna play it until it stops being fun. And then I'm just going to find something else and I'm not going to like, 
I would feel I, for the last few years, like if I wasn't reading, if we were just watching TV together, I'd feel guilty because it was like, oh, man, I really got to finish that book, either because it's due back to the library or because I'm trying to read over 100 books. And so I really got to I got to crank through them. And so having this just like very chill approach to the video games where it's like, oh, this game is five bucks. That looks pretty cute. I can afford to pick that up. Let's play it. And then, you know, two hours later, I'm like, this game is pretty fucking frustrating. <laughs> I think I shall quit. It's just nice. And it's a nice way to uh, get into a different uh, kind of reconnect with a hobby that I, I've, I mean, I've loved video games since I was a very small kid. I, I've loved reading longer, but not much. Right. So it's, yeah. it's very exciting to get back into it and get to feel like uh, I'm not a fake gamer girl anymore. Ooh. Oh, yeah. no fake gamer girls on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. no. I'm I'm already hauntingly familiar with Nick's boner. Tim, why don't you uh, ask query after the condition Nick, of my husband's boner? Nick, I uh, being as I'm not even in the same house with you at the moment, I uh, I have I just don't even know what's going on with your boner. So could you could you let us all know what's 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 up with that that boner? I don't know. Would you what say condition you, you, my condition's in? You require it. <laughs> it's a need, Molly. It's You're an need. adult when you have needs. It's a need. Uh, yeah, my uh, boner uh, needs an antifungal. No, I. Uh, uh, so we're four episodes deep into uh, HBO's adaptation of the 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 Last of Us, um, and we won't go into the show too much. Show is amazing. Uh, uh, really, really fantastic stuff. The third episode, I'm sure you had friends talking about it online and and uh if you had friends that were angry about it then you know i don't know maybe reconsider some friendships but um <laughs> uh after after like the second episode i was like fuck it i have a lot of friends that are really big fans of this game franchise i gave the original last of us a shot on playstation 3 i think i bought a used copy because i had extra like gamestop fun bucks and it just didn't stick for whatever reason. Survival horror isn't usually my jam. So I, 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 I never played more than like, I don't know, an hour of it tops. Um, but I was like, fuck it. This time I'm doing it. I'm going to give this games an honest shot. And so I have recently this, this past week finished the last of us one and the DLC that was bundled with it uh, left behind and now I am several several good hours into uh, the Last of Us two, and uh, and they're great. They're great. They're really the storytelling is amazing. Uh, it's given me a lot of appreciation for how phenomenal a job uh, the people doing the show for HBO are are doing, um, and the casting and the acting. They're they're just really knocking it out of the park. Um, but the games are very fun. And and again, like survival horror is not usually my jam. Things are scarce. Like ammo is very scarce. You can't just go around shooting stuff in this game like crazy. Because uh, even if you do have a lot of ammo, your reserves are very low. So you can carry like one handgun's worth of rounds and then maybe like two reloads. You're not walking around with like 400 you know, rounds of ammunition or whatever, right? For your revolver, you're 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 forced to tr travel light in this game, but um, 
the voice acting in the game is really great. The story is really great. And it's the themes are are very deep. Um I mean you know, I'm I'm only a bit into the second game, but like right off the bat, I, I feel like a big theme of it is, you know, the the human cost of revenge and how revenge can consume you and in seeking revenge you are kind of you know burning yourself up uh you know you're hurting yourself to hurt someone else in a sense this very kind of a a you know white whale moby dick type of a a, a thing um the first game is it's very tragic and very sad and there's a lot of death and um i i am very i mean as well, i don't know if you two are familiar with like the controversies that's in quotes of the second game of I last of not. us 2 why no, people are okay so either. so um uh last of us came out it's about a guy who's travel who's escorting this young girl across the wasteland of fungus zombies like cordyceps it's the mandalorian uh it's even pedro pastel (laughs) um yeah but um there's these cordyceps uh fungal zombies and and you know he's just zombie apocalypse i'm not a huge zombie fan and this is great the zombies are a setting and not central to what's happening i feel like but uh so the second game you're not playing as joel Pedro Pascal's character. You are playing as Ellie, the the younger girl who's now Bella Ramsey's who's character. now a bit older, and you're playing as this other girl, this other woman, young woman, uh, who is buff. She has buff arms. Sure. And so that's mistake number one, right there. A lot of oh, people, yeah, no, lot of people no. really upset that there's a a, a a muscular woman. She's got she's got guns yeah. on her. No, but. Um, but- Boys online do not like it when girls yeah. have muscles in a video game. <laughs> yeah, I um, as I'm traveling through the wasteland with uh, uh, one of the characters' girlfriend. Uh, that's oh, strike two. Sorry, you got oh. a lesbian protagonist. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I, Is she a lesbian with buff arms? Because that's, uh, a, that's... no, 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 no. But uh, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much for people by, okay. by talking about. But uh, you know, something clearly established in the first game that's everyone's darling. By the way, uh, actually seeing it is a is a no no. So you're you're walking through the wasteland, and one of the buildings you can explore in a certain point of Seattle is a synagogue, and the the girlfriend you're with will talk about how, uh, you know, she she's never been to a synagogue despite being Jewish because she was born after the apocalypse kind of happened, and oh, they're still doing um, Jews, huh? Well, she talks about how um, it's she's she's. I mean, I'm not surprised. She, she kind of jovially is like, you know, it's great. My people are survivors. Like, why wouldn't we survive this? Sure. Too? We've survived everything else. And sure. And oh, there's strike three. Okay, there's there's yeah. non non Christian religion. That makes sense because I feel like an apocalypse uh, would indeed make a lot of the Jews I know double down on the on the the Judaism specifically on the rituals uh, and the holidays. Yeah. And the, absolutely, and the stories. Absolutely, right. I, I can so, see that. And so, um, and then there's, there's, uh, at some point in the game, there's a conversation. There's a, there's a trans character. No, and someone oh misgenders God. them, and and that behavior gets corrected in the game. And so, obviously, that made people really upset for for no reason. And and I'm just saying, like, strictly from a gameplay standpoint, so far in the game, 
it's the exact same fucking game with a few more mechanics, a few like like it's like a a next generation progression from the first game, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a different game in any way gameplay wise. It just has more to it. Uh uh same kind of upgrade mechanics and skill development and that sort of thing. So like the only thing people are mad about it's not the gameplay. It's and, too political. And then well no and then like the story is very human and it's about you know, death and, and and human suffering. Human story and, sounds political. And yes, human stories <laughs> sounds human. Humanity is woke. I don't want to think about my stories humanity. Are political That's for right. sure. That's and right. so I just uh, part of me wanting to play the second game was definitely curious uh, to see how ridiculous people's up the people who are upset were being about it, and and now that that's confirmed for me, I I want I. I don't care. I want to keep, I'm going to keep playing it because it's a really fucking fun game. They're great. So there have been some things that happen that have made you like genuinely laugh out loud. Oh yeah. Uh, Then it's uh, mostly when it's mostly when, if I'm correct, it's when Joel kills somebody in a really dramatic way. And Ellie goes, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's very fun because she's your little, your traveling companion along with you as your Joel in the first game for most of the first game. And uh, yeah, you'll like, a, you'll like run up behind a zombie and like fucking grab it from behind and stab it with a shiv and sh- and it's super visceral and she'll just go oh my god we're like <laughs> Jesus Joel and it's very like the sound effects are half of what makes her response so great but in this so in the second game this is happening again and now it's the girlfriend you're traveling with. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, wow. That's great. That's um, great. That's and, fine. And, uh, yeah, I have to laugh. There's some there's some very none of the characters are really good people. <laughs> I mean, some of them are, but like some of the protagonists aren't necessarily making very morally great choices because of their, their grief and trauma or or, or whatever and uh and they carry that with them it's i don't know i fucking love them they're great games and the show is doing a fantastic job um i'm definitely a, a franchise fan now even though i haven't finished the second game we'll see how political it gets maybe I'll, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe it's I'll just too fun. woke of an ending too yeah. political i don't see it happening though it's very That's fun. awesome yeah, they're great. What a great collection of boners we have. We yeah. have good boners. This this is uh this it's a very it's a very uh I don't know, it's a very glossy trio. Behold yeah. the field in which we grow our boners and it is bountiful. Mm. Praise me. Praise me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I don't fantastic. have anything to add to that. I nothing to add. Yeah, well, we would love to know uh if there's anything out there that maybe isn't on our radar. Is there anything yeah. out there that that is is what's your boner if it's something maybe we should get check out because we talk about the stuff we love all the time we'd love to hear maybe there's something that that uh an old favorite a new favorite that you're uh checking out and maybe it's something we should look into let us know but crazy enough I feel like it's been forever. It's been forever. Molly. Yes. It's time for five questions. It's true. We have five answers from a listener. Oh, hooray. What's the listener's five name? An- uh, Adrian. And uh, Adrian writes it and says, longtime listener, third time writer, mathematician from Argentina. Oh. Uh, so I believe Adrian might have written in before or 
Uh, this is uh, uh, I, I am misunderstanding the third time writer aspect of no, this. I, I think I remember so. answers from a. I thought Argentinian so too, right? That's, it sounds like a familiar name. I mean, how many? You know what? The mathematician says third time. I'm going to trust them on. See, that's yeah. you know what the numbers check out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and they dive right in with questions here. So uh, why don't we? Uh, yeah, Nick, why don't you start us off with question one? What's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? Since my son was born currently a two-year-old, my time for board games has decreased, and I had to focus more on turn-based single-player video games so that I can stand up from the PC at any point to take care of him. Hmm. So risking giving a sort of obvious answer, lately I started replaying Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a funny joke because it's an atheist yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. It says the game is great and fits my requirements. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't know anything about Divinity you? you know, uh, not a ton, but I know the game has come up a lot on, when I look at lists of like couch co-op. Oh, sure. I believe that's one of the ones that comes up that I've, I've thought about. Uh, maybe trying to see if you want yeah. to check out. Having kids but, is uh, something that really messes with being able to game. So I totally sympathize. Right? Yeah. You, right. you need an uninterrupted time to be able yeah. to really get into most video games. I stopped role playing because because we had kids. Anyway. Totally. I, I dig. Yeah. So, uh, question two: What is a science factor discovery you think is really fucking cool? Outside of math results, that would not make any sense to non-maths people. I love the theory that there was another universe before the Big Bang, and that there will be another Big Bang at the end of our universe. Mm. Yeah, that's right. a good one. I do want to know, uh, Adrian, if you want to write in later with your your math results, because I know that uh, Tim is a maths person. And would probably find them interesting. Uh, I would, and and definitely my my eldest, definitely your mom, who has a, right? Has a math degree would find. Them oh, that's right, so, that's right. I forgot yeah. he graduated with his degree in math. Degree in math, goodness, on purpose. <laughs> Question three: Where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion. I used to think this was a complex topic. Hmm. For instance, I had a Catholic upbringing, which partially influenced my view of the world, made me. Sh- share my morals with Catholics in some topics and be up completely opposite to them on others. But the more I think about it, the more I believe the answer to this question is simpler. At the end of the day, it all comes down to empathy, doesn't it? I mean, you have to be some kind of sociopath to believe that without religion, you would not be able to tell right from wrong. Yeah, I absolutely, we've gotten that answer a lot is just, yeah. you know, empathy or I don't want to hurt people, which is really just empathy. You know, the idea that that we're that you you care about other people because they're people. Yeah. That quote from Penn Gillette is making its its trip around the Internet these days about, you know, I murder exactly as much as I want to. Yeah. Uh, which is not yeah. at all. Uh, yeah. Where yep. people are like, how can you not how can you not murder people without without God? Because I, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's I, it's, I don't. Yeah. And I don't think that I don't think that someone needs to tell me not to in order to not do it. Yeah, I can just take responsibility for not murdering people. Right. Question four. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Is it legal to say deal with bureaucracy or are those too many different tasks? (laughs) (laughs) If I have to go with something different, I would say clean the floors. It's not that I hate it, but it is something that I keep leaving for later and end up never doing. I accept and deal I, with uh, bureaucracy, but I feel that uh, if you build that kind of robot, we might end up with Brazil. So I'm not or sure. Or the singularity. Yeah. I feel like, so like a bureaucracy bot, right? So like 
a, a robot that can wait for you in line yep. or or wait on hold for has you has your legal like a, documentation like a, and and can fill out paperwork yeah you your like driver's license works. yeah I feel like it's it's got your driver's license yeah. like basically in its memory I for like whatever that is just around the corner from yeah. us digital uh assistant wise yeah not for it not the physical parts but you know uh question five final question what is a show or movie you think everyone <laughs> should watch Los Simuladores, which means something like The Pretenders. This is probably the best Argentinian TV show made so far. I will try to explain the premise, although I do not think I can make it justice. In every episode, someone comes and asks the protagonists for help with solving some personal issue. The Pretenders then put up a simulacrum to fix it. I'm not sure whether simulacrum is the correct word, but we'll go with it. An example is when a guy is running a model TV agent scam where he would ask people to give him money up front to pay for photos and shit like that. I said shit. Sorry. Uh, Adrian wrote stuff. <laughs> My brain just substituted. Uh, the pretenders end up making the guy believe that he is participating in a reality show about survival, sending him alone to the woods for a year. They even make him pay for the show as a co-producer and then use that money to pay for the simulacrum and to pay back his victims. On top of it being a really funny and entertaining show, although quite unbelievable at times, it has a lot of sociopolitical commentary that usually aligns with my sociopolitical views. So, of course, I think everyone should watch it. The show is quite successful, and they made versions of it in Chile, Mexico, Russia, and Spain. If anyone is able to find the original, either with dubbed or subtitles, if they are not familiar with Argentinian Spanish, I strongly suggest giving it a shot. Tim, that sounds really fun. Isn't there a show that you watch that's that's sounds similar very to similar? The- yeah, the, uh, we've been the family viewing time. We've been watching a show called Leverage, which sounds very similar. In that, but then again, they both kind of sound like the A Team, at least a little bit, a little right? Bit. They're in that same like, and and Burn Notice, I guess, kind of falls in that category of like experts working outside the law to get moral justice while right. kind of on the on the run or whatever yeah, yeah this sounds really cool uh, it is a uh, it's also sounds similar to the uh anime that we watch the pretenders uh oh, the, the great pretender the great pretender yeah. because it's it uh, wikipedia says it's a, a television series about a small team of con artists for hire who use their skills to solve like problems yeah, that's, that's yeah leverage and the and great pretender, pretender. yeah, yeah. yeah. That is now I want to see Los Simuladores. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much. Adrian. For your five answers, Adrian. I am going uh, to send you a sticker. Argentinian, Argent, Argentinian, Argentinian uh, postage from the U.S. isn't that much. So yeah, we're good. Sticker on the way. No problem. <laughs> uh, if you want a shiny vinyl Rainbow Geeks Without God sticker, they're great. They're perfectly circular. It's amazing. Uh, I've had one on a water bottle. It's gone through the dishwasher like countless times. All you have to do is answer our five questions and include your address. So easy. Uh, And, you know, if for some reason you're really worried about getting your questions answered sooner than later, you could also become one of our patrons. If you support us on Patreon, we bump you and your answers to the top of our list if there are other people in queue to to have their answers read so we prioritize yours um but i think one of the main benefits of being our one of our patrons is you get to listen to all our episodes uh as we get them edited so usually that's you know anywhere from hours to usually weeks in advance because we usually sitting down 
Yeah, we're usually sitting down and recording a, a few episodes a, a night when we when we do so. So, um, you know, like right now there's one waiting and we're recording two tonight. You could have three episodes of Geeks Without God to binge uh, if you're one of our patrons. Um, we, uh, if you experienced a, a little like iTunes glitch or your episode came up weird on February 7th, uh whoops it was fixed don't worry about it when that kind of thing happens a wizard did it <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> perfect a wizard did it and then and then a warlock came along and fixed yeah. it it was amazing Yay, um, uh, but yeah we know and we're, we're we're working on it um but otherwise send us your answers we want to know what your geeky boner is uh support us on patreon you can leave us reviews on spotify or itunes or wherever you're listening to this fine fine podcast but otherwise we'll be back with another episode and more geeky fun next tuesday bye i think one of the songs on cosmic rewind should have been rocket man because you know rocket we're geeks we're geeks we're geeks without god we're geeks we're geeks without god we don't recognize moral authority we don't accept divine superiority we're geeks geeks without god Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Even though Dr. Love is very mad about the cordyceps thing.